Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. the deal and face the wheel i hadn't remembered that movie i mean i've yeah. remember you know i remember of course mad max beyond the thunderdome dawn but yeah i don't remember that scene but she's so like nefarious and evil she is saucy turned out to be quite an actress um herself and we're of course talking about tina turner she passed away yesterday at the age of 83 and we do know that she was living in Switzerland and, um, you know, living her best life, relaxing, living on Lake Zurich. Um, but she did speak out about her regrets with her medications because she suffered from kidney disease. Um, it looks like that she regretted not taking her blood pressure medicine. And that she switched to from conventional medicine uh, to uh, homeopathic medicine, and she didn't ever tell her doctor about that. So it sounds like you were when uh, I'm assuming you were like reading through the news as you know after it broke yesterday that she passed away. That you came across the story about her illness because I think I don't think a lot of people knew she was ill. I certainly did it. So you're saying that, or did not? So you're saying that um, this kind of filled in the gaps of what she was dealing with in the last few years of her life. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So on actually on March 9th, which is International Kidney Day, uh, she put up a post that said uh, long illness. And she said, my kidneys are victims of my not realizing that my high blood pressure should have been treated with conventional medicine. Hmm. I've put myself in great danger for refusing to face the reality that I need daily lifelong therapy with medication. For far too long, I believed that my body was an untouchable and indestructible bastion. So, you know, you feel invincible. She was running around on stage, uh, but she was diagnosed, it says here, with hypertension in 1978. So living a long life, having this condition, and then at some point being on medication. And in 1985, they prescribed her pills. She was supposed to take them daily, and she didn't really care about it. She didn't try to control it at the time. 
Yeah, you were saying that she instead just like turned to some homeopathic remedies or whatever, and that didn't. Yeah, I don't know exactly did, what those are. Yeah. But um, and then she had a stroke in 2009 because of her poorly controlled hypertension. Mm. I struggled to get back up on my feet. This is when I first learned that my kidneys didn't work that well anymore. They had already lost 35 percent of their function. Um, and then, you know, she just kind of she said that she she just started hating her pills and that she convinced herself that they made her feel worse. She didn't consult a doctor and replace them with um, homeopathic remedies. So she obviously she's speaking about this um, on National Kidney Day because she wants to let other people know who are suffering that, you know, you have to take your meds, which I think yeah. is really giving and vulnerable of her to open up about that. Yeah, that she was willing to talk about her own story that way. And right. it sounds like in a way that makes her feel like she was somewhat at fault or at least wishes she would have done things differently. Right. So, um, you know, looking back on her life, she sees where, you know, she should have taken all of that more seriously. And, oh, her and I'm sure that's totally relatable to people. I mean, a lot of people, you know, your doctor or somebody tells you to do something and you're like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. Right. Especially when you're in peak performance and you're always able to run around in, um, in high heels that are six inches tall, you know, performing and just being a ball of energy. So... You know, they told her that um, that she was have, going to have, like, consequences that were irreversible to her kidney function mm. and that they had reached an all-time low. So then her only option was to start dialysis that she was on for nine months. So, Well, yeah, and we heard about that uh, at the beginning of the show. And if you miss any part of our show, you can always listen to our podcasted episodes. They're all available online, mytalk1071.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The first hour in the first segment, we listened to some commentary from Cher. Cher called into a cable news show to talk about her relationship with Tina Turner. And in the last uh, years and months of her life, she did have to do dialysis daily. And, uh, you know, Cher talked about how she had her dialysis machine right there in her home in Switzerland. Yeah, it looks like she had also had a kidney transplant mm. at one point from her husband. I'm just reading this now. Um, she had a very complex procedure, but her body tried to reject the donor kidney. And this happens quite a bit after a kidney transplant. And her husband, I'm not sure. Yeah, he offered to donate one of his kidneys to her. So, Yes. That's fascinating. That's, I mean, that's got to be, you know, it's got to be a difficult decision to make. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, he was, ended up being the love of her life. And, um, oh gosh, it's just, you know, I really, um, today started thinking about this morning, like, oh, that she's gone, you know, it's mm -hmm. just yesterday. It sort of was like, oh, we're reporting the news. And then, you know, after not even a day has passed sure. since we learned the news, it just really is started to really sink in that she isn't with us anymore. And that, you know, uh, Dion Warwick even said, like, there's a there's just a void that can't be replaced. By yeah. Turner and I think not being here, I think you're probably your response is not unique in that a lot of people felt like she kind of disappeared. And part of that was by design. We'll talk about that later in the show, because we're going to talk about how. She made her move to Europe, which really she did over three decades ago and really from the late 70s on has spent a lot of time in Europe. And I think, in her, you know, after she retired, after she did her last few shows in London and ended up going to Europe full time, that she um, she really wanted to enjoy that time alone and be 
you know, not necessarily reclusive, but just very much on her own. Right. Right. Totally. In her um, happy place. And so I think a lot of people sort of have a sense of like, what's Tina Turner up to? Right. Probably a decade or more ago, probably felt that way because she didn't always find herself in headlines. And actually, we're going to hear a clip of wherein she talks about, you know, in this country, we're obsessed with knowing everything all the time. Oh, sure. And in Europe, they kind of leave her alone. That's that's what I thought. That was probably the reason where she could just live and, you know, in in the little town that she lived in um, on the lake and and just enjoy her life. And, um, you know, (laughs) the last time she was really seen was when she did her uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame acceptance in 2021. And, you know, and then it was just like, oh, you know. You didn't really know at the time that she was having health issues and she struggled with this for so long. Um, But, yeah, that was really the last time like a public for fans type of a thing that she did. I know you had uh, you'd read a story about her kids. Did you want to share anything about her kids? Because I think that's another area of her life. A lot of people didn't know much about. Yes. So she had four kids overall. Um, She had biological kids and then she had um adopted kids with ike kids that he had in another marriage unfortunately she lost it looks like three of her kids already um Mm -hmm, we had the saddest one being craig that was uh her first child and he died by suicide in 2018 Mm -hmm. and um you know he she she really thought that he was probably very lonely And I'm sure that feeling like uh, you just would never get over something like that. Oh, gosh. Um, That happened in 2018. And um, and then we have, let's see here, Raymond. And then we have Ike Jr. And then um, she had a baby actually before she married Ike. And that son actually also passed away as well. Um, so yeah, just losing three kids is, it's gotta be rough. Oh God. I just, yeah. I can't imagine, you know, you feel like, why am I still on this earth? I'm sure I would, you know, but my kids are gone. So, well, thank you for sharing that story. Now, when we come back, we are going to do a total left turn, but don't worry. We are going to come back to the life, the career, the talent, uh, the superstar that was Tina Turner later in the show. But when we return, uh, Dawn, it's time to get petty. We're going to, oh, we're going to yeah. head to petty corner to petty because, corner. Well, you're not the only one giving Queen Camilla the stink eye. In fact, another member of the royal family has had enough of the newly crowned queen. And we'll find out who that is when we return right here on My Talk. The My Talk website or app. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Your Boat Club. Just head to yourboatclub.com to find out how you can get on the water this summer with your friends and family. In fact, are you going to be headed to a vacation rental? Maybe you've got a cabin or a Verbo. Um, whatever fancy fun you're doing this summer, if it's on a lake and on the water and you want to boat, guess what? Your boat club dot com can make it happen and here's why they can actually deliver your boat rental directly to your cabin or verbo i mean how cool and hassle-free is that they have daily and week-long boat rentals they're going to get you on the water in no time and the best part of all with your boat club is they take care of the work you take care of the fun Literally, you just show up, boat, and enjoy your summer getaways with family and friends. It really is the smartest way to boat. So head over to yourboatclub.com. Check out their trial membership. Uh, It's really a steal for you guys. Uh, Head to yourboatclub.com today and tell them Bradley sent you. 
Bradley and Don. My Talk 107.1, Everything Entertainment. We will be talking more about Tina Turner, of course, throughout the show today and all day on My Talk. But now we need to turn towards the royal family and see what's going on. Oh, Don, this is purely for you. So I'm just going to fire this up here. And, oh, yeah, look at that, Don. You're not the only one giving... Camilla, the stink eye. In fact, another royal who maybe you've been giving stink eyes at before. You might find this a little shocking. <laughs> I'm giving both stink eyes, so both my eyes are stinky. You got stinky eyes for everyone over in the UK, specifically because of this headline. Kate Middleton is allegedly heavily feuding with a British royal family member. And that British royal family member, spoiler alert, is Queen Camilla. <gasps> Not the queen consort, no. She is now the queen. Sorry, Dawn. It's fine. Did you know this, that they were fighting? Um, I would assume that all the things she did to both William and Harry that he released in his book affected Kate as well. Mm. Why would you have been giving, uh, I'm going to tell you in a moment, Uh the, the reason that she's giving Camilla the stink eye. But before I get there, what is the thing that you maybe were giving Kate the stink eye for? Um, or like what you're not her biggest fan. Let's um, just put it that I mean, way. I, I just, I think that she's very different from anybody I would hang out with. <laughs> let's just say that very Versus overly who? protective of, uh, her boundaries. Yeah. Uh, as far as like what you can discuss with her, mm. uh, what you should do around her. And I think you're referencing perhaps the time that she was allegedly supposedly slighted by Meghan Markle referencing mommy brain, mommy brain. Yes. And, it just deeply hurt that somebody would, you don't have permission to talk about my Do hormones. you know who I am? She, yeah. So it was like. So you, yeah. again, not your number one fan. Here's the thing. Well, you guys might be, this might be like a case of the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mike, mm. I think you referenced something similar when I brought this story up initially. And here's why. Turns out. Somebody invited Rose Hanbury to the coronation. Now, a lot of listeners probably don't know who Rose Hanbury is. And I know, I don't think you were familiar with her. I don't know who Rose Hanbury is. She sounds fancy. Well, she is fancy. But is she an old lady? No, she's a young lady. And <laughs> oh, she's rumored she to have had an affair. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain we have a podcast called Blinded by the Item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. With William. <gasps> mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. did he just date her at one point? No. They're alleged to have had an affair. Affair? Yeah. So, well, why you would might Camilla find... be poking... 
fun at that since she had an affair. She's not poking fun. What she did was invited Rose Hanbury to the coronation. Oh, my God. So As her guest? Can you imagine? No. Yes, exactly. So she went to the coronation and Kate was like, who invited her? Camilla. And that's because allegedly, supposedly, there's been a feud and they have not been uh, friends of each other for quite a long time. And while Kate has, again, this is all gossip, by the way. Yeah, I know, but I but, love it. Tell me. But if you believe reports, uh, you know, she kept up a brave face until the coronation and then she let it rip because she got real ticked off. <laughs> and she got ticked off for another reason, not just that Rose Hanbury was there. Do you want to know why else she was mad at Camilla? Why else? I think you're really going to appreciate this one because I think this was something in your craw earlier about Camilla. What was one of your criticisms about Camilla regarding her family? Do you remember? Um, That she was trying to move her family in, probably. I just speculated that because they started moving people around in houses. And I'm like, this is. But think about the coronation. Do you remember that? Oh, the coronation. Like she was involving her family in the coronation. Oh, oh, right. Her, yeah, they, her grandkids were a part of the, you know, her little pomp and circumstance. They were her little pages. Yeah. Well, apparently she invited a bunch of her family to be to the coronation. But guess whose family didn't get a bunch of invitations? Kate Kate Middleton. And Kate's like, look, Biatch, I'm the future queen. You better respect. But Camilla's the one being crowned. So she has more tickets than Kate. Of course she does. Do they have unlimited tickets? But I'm saying this is what. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think that they're like, only you can have 20 tickets and you can have 10 well, I think that's, well, yeah, I don't think they actually gave out like those little tickets you get when you go to the carnival, <laughs> but I think, you know, they had a number of spots and Camilla filled them with all her family and Kate was like, oh, really? Oh, oh. God, it's so uncomfortable. I love it. And petty. <laughs> Super duper petty. Oh, man. So do you think like you, I mean, you I can mean, get I together wonder, with Kate and I'm not expecting notes? you to answer this question, but I wonder since it's all very, um, you know, incestuous, <laughs> you know, not literally. Inc- well, sometimes uh, when you're talking about the upper echelon and the dukes and duchesses and, and the upper crust in society in Britain, like there's the, a, there's the a smaller cil- circle. And so somehow she knew Rose Canterbury, what? Hanbury. Hanbury, like was Rose Hanbury's mom her best friend in high school or yeah, something? that's a great question. I don't know. Yeah, I, d- I didn't expect you to know the answer to that, but there must be some reason. She didn't just pull that name out of the sky. Like, let me dig up this girl that William had an affair with. I mean, unless she with. knew that William had an affair and she's trying to, you know. That is real shady. Does Charles know about this? Well, He's would just, you be surprised? Charles is just worried about starting on time in the carriage. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think Camilla, I mean, again... I mean, you tell me because you're the one who thought she's a little conniving and maniacal. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if she's just trying to make it clear who's in charge. Oh, absolutely. There had to be some pushback because we just know the things that Harry said, which could be true, might not be true. You know, we don't know. But he claimed that they both approached their father about Camilla, saying, yeah. please do not marry this woman. This is what she's done, and hey, guess what? We well, and I'm sure Kate by lies. Kate by the fact that she's the husband of William is probably like, yeah, you sh- this woman is toxic, right? And here's why, right? Again, we don't know what the truth is, but we don't care about the truth because this is not a court of law. Now, if they this could is speak a court out and give their side, 
popular opinion. What? If they could speak out and give their side, they never but will. they can't. So, well, it's not that they can't. They won't. Yeah, they, they could. Won't. Right? right, because Charles in the past is in interviews. Remember yeah. he did that interview yeah. when... See, I think... I think William probably learned the lesson of his father, which is don't open your mouth. Don't ever talk about anything ever. Yeah. Or you have to do what Harry did and just open all of it. Yeah. Which I think is dangerous. I do too. But it was also a fun read. Yeah, I really appreciated it. And I think for history's sake, you know, for the sake of history, uh, it certainly gives us a first-hand account. I mean, I don't have any allegiance to this family, so what do I care if they're spilling secrets? If these facts from Harry are in fact, or if these stories from Harry are in fact true, then history is the better for it, right? Right. Because it's out in the open. I doubt if Harry will ever. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard Auto Works, blvdautoworks.com. Tom and his team right over in St. Anthony have been there for decades, keeping your vehicles in tip-top shape. In fact, I had that very experience myself this week. When I dropped off my vehicle, then went about my business. They had a courtesy car waiting for me. I bebopped around town, came to work. And then at some point throughout the day, I got a detailed list of everything they worked on. I, in fact, got an email. Uh, I could click around, see everything they did in plain English, not technical jargon. That doesn't make any sense to me. And by the way, if you have questions about anything they're working on, they will explain it. And trust me, you will feel confident and assured that pros are really uh, working on your vehicle at Boulevard Auto Works. Then I picked up my car and it was washed, cleaned, brand new. Felt great to drive around. I love the team at Boulevard and so will you. Head to blvdautoworks.com today. Don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. The Adventures of Bradley and Donna, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We are still talking about Tina Turner, of course. She passed away. Uh, we got word of it yesterday uh, at the age of 83 in Switzerland, living the best life that she could in anonymity. Um, and that was uh, Oprah doing a duet with Tina. <laughs> yeah, so that goes all the way back to 97. I was bebopping through the internet uh, this morning, and I found this duet of Tina and Oprah. That's why it sounds a little, you're like, who is, I can hear there's another voice in there. It's actually Oprah chiming in, although I will say I wanted to be like, Oprah, go girl. So Tina surprised Oprah with a chance to perform with her and do this duet on stage for her birthday back in 97. And, uh, you know, it's adorable, but you can tell Oprah's just a little like, and who wouldn't be right? Like (laughs) you come on stage (laughs) with Tina Turner. Yeah. Like even Oprah was humbled by that experience in a way that I think, you know, she just holds the mic away from her in a way that I'm like, girl, put that mic up. I want to hear Oprah. But, But, you know, you can imagine she was super, super like. And can you um, can you turn down the volume on Tina? You can't. No. <laughs> it's just like, Why would you? Yeah, exactly. So it's like you can only sing at the volume of 11. Um, but it's interesting because they did have a great friendship. And even though Oprah is humbled by the experience, she in return was humbled by Oprah because she was asked in an interview just like three six months ago Mm. like who would you if you know you so you can't be your let's say you can't be yourself is there anybody else that you admire their life and would want to be yeah and she said oprah oh that's sweet it is can you imagine how that feels yeah for oprah to hear that i just thought that was very sweet and then um you know speaking of sweet 
the relationship she had with her husband, Irwin, who she'd been with for over, um, we're talking over 30 years, they had a relationship. So his relationship with her was longer than her relationship with Ike. Um, She was talking to Oprah, actually, and her uh, husband, it was on the OWN network, and she had interviewed both Irwin and and Tina Turner. Mm, And this is a clip of him um, talking about proposing to Tina. Here we go. Okay. So I have to ask because you guys were on the... Hold on a second. I got to find the real clip here. We will play that coming up somewhere else. That is an old clip. I wonder where I put it. Okay. So essentially he said that he proposed to her twice and that she actually just didn't even believe him that it Mm. was real. He felt like um, he also asked her in a way that was like, it was wrong. Like, will you marry with me? And which was awkward. And she laughed. But he wanted to let her know that he was dedicated to her. And he said, when somebody is 50, you need to let that woman know that you are committed to her. Mm. But she didn't say anything or really. So they just got married like in 2017, I believe. So that oh, was really? many. I don't think that they got married for a very long time. Yeah, Because I know they've been together for like 40 years. I right, think. right. Um, but it was very sweet, their relationship. And we'll put up a show uh, uh, on our show links page uh, of that entire Oprah interview. Um, yeah, I bet it was fascinating. It was really, really good. And you got a chance to really see his personality and, you know, how they met and fell in love. Um, actually, hopefully this clip is <laughs> is the correct one. This is her talking about Irwin um, when they first met with Gail King. Mm, okay. I love the title of the book, My Love Story, because it really is a love story. In the book, the plot thickens when in 1986, Turner meets a young German record executive, Erwin Bach. She was 46, he was 30. There's a great story in the book, you all are at a dinner, and uh, it's a very cheeky move on your part. <laughs> Go ahead, share it, Tina. What did you say? So I said to Irvin, when you get to California, I want you to make love to me. Because I did. (laughs) (laughs) But Tina, who says that to somebody? (laughs) You say it if you feel it. Uh (laughs) It, it, You're not going to get it otherwise. (laughs) But that's what I wanted. (laughs) They fell in love and finally tied the knot five years ago. Wow. It was the first time that I got married as far as I was concerned. When you say that's the first time you felt you had been married, why? When Ike asked me to marry him, I knew it was for a reason. (laughs) But I had to say yes, I knew, or it was going to be a fight. And so then when we drove to marry, that wasn't my idea of my wedding. That first wedding and that first husband, Ike Turner, are still things that Tina Turner is trying to reconcile. And you spend time in the book actually thinking about Ike. Why do you think you found yourself thinking about him, someone who caused you so much pain? I get emotional with certain certain conversations. Mm. I get emotional because in the beginning, Ike was very good to me. So in the beginning, Ike was very good to her. Mm. And then, unfortunately, we know that that just turned into a very yeah. toxic relationship for her. Um, but 
knowing that at the end of her life, you know, she was with the person that she really loved. And yeah, and she got to spend most of her life, right? Like she spent more time with Irwin than she did oh, with Ike. Sure. And so, you know, it it would be sort of a travesty to history for people to just, you know, always think Ike and Tina Turner. And it's probably a function of the fact that this was later in her life, or at least that the relationship wasn't what defined her, that we don't sort of connect Irwin and Tina as much as they meant to each other, right? right? Like in our minds publicly, we don't connect them as much as we do with Ike and Tina because that's part of the sort of movie narrative that the public has. Mm-hmm. But to her, this was a far more meaningful relationship. And you get a sense of that in the interview uh, that Gail did. I think, was that the Sunday morning interview from like 2018 or it something? It was, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and she had gone to Switzerland mm. to see her home and it was like, she was so proud standing on her balcony with Gail King doing a little dance and then also saying like showing her like this is Zurich, you know, like wouldn't you want to live here too? Yeah. Like this is my happy place. I, I heard her say to somebody in an interview that she like they were like, well, why do you why Zurich? And she's like, because it's beautiful and it's clean and the people leave me alone. <laughs> right. And I just thought, you know. I think we should all then move to Zurich. But no, because then, of course, yeah, yeah, we won't all have that experience. But also, you got to be Tina Turner to afford that experience. Okay, uh, yeah, because it is not cheap. Yes. Now, I know that she sold her um, entire music album to BMG. Cat- like her catalog? Her catalog, exactly, for $50 million. So that helps a lot if you want to move and buy a huge house as well. Something interesting also that I found out by uh, watching that Oprah interview is that, um, you know, in this latest book that she has, A Love Story, she talked about her relationship with Ike, and Irwin had not read the book at all. Mm. And she's like, oh, you, you haven't? He's like, I haven't read the book. And... It was a little interesting to me because he said, I don't want to hear about it anymore, essentially. Like, it seemed like it came off a little cold. Like, he was, what he meant. A German sounding cold? (laughs) I know that what he meant is that for him, it was painful to hear the stories of how he treated her. He's like, it's not easy to hear um, stories about the person that you love with someone else. And just, you know, that could come off as, but, you know, you want to know their pain, but he definitely, I'm sure, knew the whole story. He just didn't want to put hear it in her words and read about it. And he's like, I'm hoping that she'll be able to close this. I want her after this book to close the chapter and just completely leave the past behind, which is something she aspired to do. You know, she always said she said she always wanted to be moving forward. Um, so in the latest interview she did, that was something that she said. Yeah, and I think you don't need to know about somebody's past in order to have a relationship with them in the present. Right. I mean, other than what they want to share, of course, and in a way that helps that define them. But I don't think there's any obligation for you to take on the you know emotional turmoil that somebody had in their past in order to love them right and he probably realized this is something that was cathartic for her like she needed to get out these feelings um and and express that and it it was hard for her to do like in interviews i saw where she would tear up Mm -hmm. um like she literally teared up after all these years like about ike she just paused and she's like i'm sorry i i just it takes, 
you know, it this still makes me feel emotional. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. All these years and and um, you know, talking about love in general, I loved a quote that she said, um, they said, What is love like? And she said, like a dryer going off in your stomach. <laughs> oh, I mean again, like uh... And we'll put that other interview yeah. on the show links page so people can yeah. can listen to it. Um, when we come back, Father's Day is just around the corner, you guys. And here's the thing. You're never going to believe what Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Guide wants you to get dad for his big day. <laughs> Good news is Dawn's going to share it. Maybe don't bring the kids anywhere near the radio when we return. Right, right here on my... The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk. 1071 Everything Entertainment. We are switching gears for a moment to talk about Father's Day. Have you gotten anything for your dad for Father's Day? Um, if you're thinking about that now going, I don't know what to get him. It's like a tie again, some cologne. He doesn't wear cologne. Aftershave. It's like... He, clothes a shirt my dad usually wanted a shirt and mm. so that's what i would get him yeah so he's like uh, mother's day is easy right if, so if you're just easy. doing like the hallmark version it's like flowers a book chocolates or like whatever you know your mom loves dad's i don't know why always hard well it's because i know from my experience and you know that guys buy themselves a lot of things that they want like electronics mm. And then you're like, I don't have anything to get them. Yeah. You know, especially around Christmas time. It's like you're not allowed to buy anything else right now. <laughs> I think Gwyneth Paltrow, though, had some ideas uh, in her goop guide. Yes, yeah, she does. Um, now, the one that is uh, the most shocking um, to people oh God. that uh, a lot of com- comments on the Internet is um, a luxury sex toy. No. Wait a minute. It's Father's Day. Yeah. You're supposed to buy your dad a sex toy? We don't do that. Yeah, it's her list. What? On, on her Father's Day list. And I, what? you know, it's $219, which just in, for practical matters and looking at this thing and what it does, I think you can find it for a cheaper price. <laughs> That's the T-Moon you're talking. <laughs> I know. Do not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie no. and say that we haven't looked at those things. Yeah, but if you do, Timu. warning on Timu, your algorithm will start to curate for you everywhere on the internet. Yeah, Dawn, and when you, she got deep in the tabs. Listen, when you open up your laptop, there are Timu ads everywhere, or there are for me. Are they there for you? Wait, what's in in what? When I open up any page on the internet that has, oh yeah, just yeah, like yeah. at the top, floaties. Timu is everywhere. Yeah. Floaties are everywhere, and my. Mine used to be just for a while, the day that we looked at those were just sex toys from yeah. Timu. And I'm like, I don't like this. Well, yeah, well, also, just I just feel like if you now look, this is one of those things where I'd say if you are going to buy a, a, a solo pleasurable experience, first of all, that's not a gift. Yeah. You don't buy. I mean, unless it's like your sex partner, right, that you want to share this moment with. Mm-hmm. But if it's meant to be an alone experience, a gift card would be good, right, to Smitten Kitten or something. Because yes, thank you for the local plug. Somebody. <laughs> what? Did you just say local plug? Yeah. Okay. What's wrong with that? I'm going to let you sit with that. Okay. <laughs> Nobody? I'm Come on. sorry. I don't. Okay. Plug. Okay. Um. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still. That's fine. Let's move on. 
I don't. Maybe that's just something I don't know about. Uh, Okay, so. But no, my point is, like, if it's a solo experience, Don, you want to let the person, like, you don't know what somebody's tastes are, so you don't want to, like, because you don't want to assume, like, oh, Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Anyway, so let's say, uh, you you know, I guess if your romantic partner, you want to, fine, okay. But your dad? Why yeah. would this be included on a Father's Day list? And by the know. way, what does two hundred dollars get you? Well, it gets you it's hands free. <laughs> I hope so for two hundred dollars. It better and make dinner too. <laughs> it's it has a remote control that is motion What's sensitive. What's it called? Uh let's see here. It's well it has a it's called Lilo and it does something and it's the brand is Hugo. Okay. And I don't see what the name of it is i know what it does which i'm not comfortable with sharing on the no, you don't have radio to. yeah um but it's yeah it's also motion sensitive okay you can what's... adjust the intensity <laughs> by simply moving your wrist oh that's interesting <laughs> well now we should say you know so like i'm gonna do an analogy here because this is daytime radio and while we're not quite a family program we certainly aren't an x-rated no. program so what I would say is, you know, you can have a party in the front or a party in the back, kind of like a mullet, right? Business in the front, party in the back. Well, you can do that with pleasure time, too. And I think the one you're referencing, at least the one that I'm looking at, that's $219. Yes. It's called the Hugo. Yeah. Hugo arrives at the back door. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was getting at that I didn't want to say. Thank so, you for filling in the blanks. Again, I would just like to point out. This is on a Father's Day guide. Also, do you see it directly to the right mm-hmm. of that selection? Yeah. There's a box on the right-hand side okay. with another device Okay, for $129 that you can get, Dad, for now, a Father's Day. that's a bargain. The Verge Vibrating <laughs> Stimulator. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't even know what that is. Okay. I, I mean, really I know what it is, but I don't. I don't. I don't know what you're supposed to do with it. No. Point. Well, most, mm, yeah. <clears throat> it's confusing. <laughs> okay. Um, here's some other luxury Why items. would you get that for Father's I Day? Know, that's just, I don't. I, okay. The only thing I can think of. Who, can you imagine, like, you're sitting around after brunch? Well, if you're sitting around after brunch, be careful where you sit <laughs> with these around. Oh, my but, God. Yeah. Um. The th- only thing I can think of what she could have meant by this is that, you know, moms will get gifts for like, like if <laughs> I had a husband. Half of the kids? No, like, yes. Like, no, like, you don't. That's even worse. Two, like, like no. your kid is two and you're like, happy Father's Day. Here's a round of golf or something like you buy gifts for your husband for Father's Day. And you do that for like 18 years until they get a job. Golf is perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Golf, you know, round a round of golf is always a good idea. Um, Beer, the month club, maybe. Or if you're Gwyneth, you can get this. Or um, how about would you like a trip to the Arctic Circle? That's 64,000 a person. Sixty four thousand dollars. So she's basically the Hamaker Schlemmer of Father's Day gifts. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So this is a four night stay in uh, in Norway and it comes with a complete and unique dining experience known as the kitchen on the edge of the world. Oh, that's cool. Why is it the kitchen? Uh, Because it's an outdoor experience, cooking experience. So it 
you know, these chefs, it's it's like on a high mountain Weird. peak in Norway. Okay. And it's in the Arctic Circle. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, you're in a beautiful landscape. So you're not only, you know, they're eating things that I'm like, mm, I need, can we get also have some potato salad or something? Because <laughs> that doesn't seem, it's like, like a lot of, kind of, of, well, it just looks like they're preparing raw fish. Mm. You know, on little tiny tortillas. Yeah. I kind of feel like if you want to go to, if if you've got the budget to go to the Arctic Circle mm-hmm. for Father's Day for sixty four thousand mm-hmm. dollars, you are the kind of person that eats very precious food as well. <laughs> precious is exactly what. Yeah, yeah that like we're this caribou that was was you know selected yes. from the wild just moments ago. If you want to go to a party and you want to bring some wine with you, you can just hold it in your hand. Okay, that's what I've normally done. But on the Goop Guide, you can get a $790 wine carrier for your dad. It's basically like like a sock for your wine bottle. A carrier? So like, because you're carrying it somewhere? You are. You're going to carry it on a to a picnic and it's like a purse for your wine bottle and it's how much seven hundred and ninety why is it seven hundred and ninety dollars well what is it it apparently it's also a time machine hopefully oh. um <laughs> or some type of uh yeah i mean there's even it just really just looks like a, a thing for a water bottle but it's leather and cloth and fancy it probably keeps it cool you know but you can get a gucci skateboard yeah for $1,900. Mike, does anything on this list, I mean, Mike, I mean, don't take this the wrong way, but yeah. you're the most dude uh, person on the show. Mm-hmm. Is anything striking your fancy on this list? I need to learn list? more about this wine thing. This looks intriguing. Oh, but okay. I don't so you're know. a wine a wine. I love wine, yes. Right. But uh, no, otherwise, it's ridiculous. I can read the description okay, of the yeah, wine carrier. Do. Crafted from wipeable, water-resistant linen, and cognac leather trim, Mm. this wine carrier is achingly elegant. It has a micro-suede lining, a drawstring closure that accommodates bottles of different heights, and a lightly padded base for peace of mind. It is a little over a foot tall. Again, I don't think you need to go to Timu, but I feel like you could find like a nice... $100 Hundred dollar gift, yeah. and then get right? something else with that remaining six hundred dollars that you're not spending yeah. on that or whatever yeah, you said it was exactly. worth. Like a trip to Italy, you can get a price. <laughs> like you well, could also for honestly, the trip to the Antarctic, you yeah. could do about ten. You could buy an cruises. island. Yeah. yeah. Oh sure, sixty four thousand. I mean, yeah. yeah, you could actually buy a boat to take you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe it's not across so the Atlantic. It's extra with but Gwyneth. It is. But... I still don't understand why you would ever give your father a sex toy, but oh, that's God, a whole yeah. separate conversation. I am not mm-hmm. West not Coast enough that. for that. Thank you. During that segment, my dad texts me and I'm afraid to look oh, at it. Oh, God, <laughs> Dad. You're not getting that for Father's Day, so don't even ask. When we come back from Father's Day, we're going to remember Tina Turner again when we return on my talk 1071